Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to the Nun Report today on this historical um, Tuesday. And it's historical because for the first time in American history, you have a sitting president, in this case, Joe Biden, an extreme commie Democrat who has used his power to weaponize the Department of Justice and arrest his primary political opponent. President Trump, who led this country prior to Biden in a glorious, bigly manner, better than anyone else, just ask him, led us into energy independence, a prospering economy, and then covid Struck much of that down. And old man Biden comes in, the political establishment stole the election. They suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop. They colluded with social media giants, Facebook and Twitter, to suppress information, to censor accounts, and to stop the free flow of ideas that is what makes America, America. Today was a historic day and a sad day in the history of this country. To break it down, President Biden had his political opponent arrested. It's an obvious political move. We're talking, even the stuff that they're talking about are process crimes, the so-called recording they have proves nothing. It doesn't actually talk about him showing a document to anybody. They're trying to infer that because of what he said on the recording, oh, I have this classified document, which isn't exactly what he said. I have this document that's marked classified, not the same thing, that uh, he showed it to somebody, but it never in that tape in the transcript that is in the indictment, does it say that he ever showed it to anybody? It's nothing. So we have a bunch of process crimes. They're trying to say that while moving the boxes around made him insecure, it's not anywhere close to espionage. It's not going to be counted as espionage. So while it's also, while it is a a historic day and, and, and a sad day for the Republic, it's also a wonderful day and a glorious day because this is the day where all of America got to truly soak in and digest what it means when your government can take down their political opponents by weaponizing the justice system of the United States. And, of course, Donald Trump, President Trump, pled not guilty to all 37 counts. And... uh, There's a chance, I think there's a very real chance that this won't go to trial at all. And um, if you look at the judge in this case, now now the the liberals are freaking out because she is a Trump-appointed judge and she's ruled in his favor on other cases, but that's nothing to do with it. They're not financial cases. She had no gain from any of these things. She doesn't need to recuse herself, although that's what the extreme commie Democrats are saying that she should do. Because, of course, the only person who should ever try a case against anybody, especially Donald J. Trump, is an extreme commie Democrat judge. 
never want to have partiality. And that judge should always be in Washington, D.C. or New York City. Those are the only judges that are any good. Every other judge anywhere else is garbage and needs to recuse himself from anything involving Donald J. Trump. Never mind that every other president before him has done the exact same thing. They've taken documents that were marked classified. They've had them moved around between their residences or offices or libraries. This is the first time the Presidential Record Act, which, by the way, is not a law, it's not a legal statute, has been used to go after a president. And so you have to ask yourself why. I mean, obviously, it's political mo polit politically motivated. This was Trump today, President Trump arriving at the courthouse in Miami where he was arraigned. No, there was no mugshot. There were no handcuffs. He was digitally fingerprinted. They didn't put ink on his hands. And he pled not guilty, and he left. There were thousands, if you count all the press, all the supporters, all the counter... Uh, well, Antifa actually said they were going to show up, but there was hardly any of them there. Mostly it was uh, pro-Trump supporters and a ton of media. They were just salivating at the mouths, hoping for some sort of confrontation, hoping for some sort of violence or something to break out where they could get their ratings. Freaking whores. Legacy media. They suck. They ceased being journalists a long time ago. Now there's just a propaganda wing for the extreme commie Democrats and the Marxists that are currently in charge of this country but not for much longer. See, they're scared to death of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the reason they're so set to go after him, the reason they're so determined to make sure he cannot run again, and they're saying it out loud now, they cannot allow him to be president again. Why? Because they could end up in jail. They'll be on the other end, and they should be. They should be in jail. You know, I used to think that, well, you know, the, the politicians, they don't actually ever go to jail, but you can destroy their careers and make sure that they're never in office again. But now I'm of the opinion, I want to see them behind bars. I want to see them, the people who perpetrated these acts, including people at the FBI with Ray and Comey, with the Justice Department, and the Biden crime family, they need to be in jail because they would do the same. They're trying to do the same. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Now, we need to stop playing by different sets of rules. If we keep doing that, we're going to continue to lose. If we get in the trenches with them, we do it with, with integrity and with honesty and with truth on our side, we can win. And win bigly, as President Trump would say. But uh, let's take a look here at a few clips from from. Oh, this was this was a good one. So so what happened? So he went in. He went into an underground garage. There was no. He wasn't on the sidewalk. He wasn't walking under construction barriers like he was in New York. What a joke that was. Okay, that was that was Alvin Bragg's circus. And by the way, Bragg belongs in prison too. Um. 
so it was, it was kind of uneventful in that aspect. You know, he wasn't waving. I thought it would have been great if he came down the court down court <laughs> courthouse steps and gave a speech right there. Uh, he's having a rally tonight, by the way. Of course he is. What did he do after he left? Well, his motorcade is leaving, and and some whack job jumps out in front of it. Uh, wrong clip here. Let me grab another one. Let me grab the next one here. Banned. And Brett, if I could just follow up on that and something Andy McCarthy alluded to earlier, talking about we'll do this uh, the way this is playing out in the court of public opinion and the way that is playing in and having a factor in all of this. You go back to the polling that was just released Monday, finding 81 percent of Republicans think these charges against the former president were politically motivated. That was a, a, a Reuters poll. And the president has since talked about how this is only helping him in the polls. Um, and that is all very interesting leading up to this moment. I think you're right. And, and there's all evidence to suggest that um, that's not going to change. I mean, there were some polls that were taken from beginning. Of yeah. President Trump is going up in the polls. DeSantis is going down in the polls. Uh, meanwhile, as they were leaving the courthouse, the, the motorcade was leaving and this whack job dressed in a prison suit, holding a sign, uh, something like Trump or prisoner or something. He decided to jump. Somehow he got through the barriers or jumped off the sidewalk, jumped in front of the motorcade. <laughs> and that does, that's not a real smart thing to do, right? This is what happened. So they took him down. He's dressed in a prison suit. So what they need to do is they need to take this person and they can put him in the J6 gulag for a couple of years without a trial, without bail without any due process because after all he's an insurrectionist possibly an, a, an assassin trying to take out the president president trump right that's how we do things nowadays we just throw people away without due process that's that's how we do things anyway so president trump decided to on his way out of course what's he going to do he's going to go be with the people this is a people's president Donald J. Trump, the reason he's so popular, the reason, and, and populist, so what if he's a populist? He should be. He appeals to the people, the people like him. I talked about it yesterday. He can relate on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that's what he did. He stopped off at a cafe, uh, primarily Hispanic community. And the first thing they did when he came in was they prayed. Amen. And they continued with their little impromptu uh, celebration here. Trump, he just loves talking to people, man. Are you okay? With you. 
And then, of course, since he does have a birthday, they had to make sure to do this. Dear Donald. Now, see, can you imagine anybody, any group of people anywhere doing that for Biden? No, because Biden's old, boring, and dry. And the and the, the, the extreme commie Democrats and useful idiots out there that support them, they're not fun people. They're very angry, very violent, very sad people. They have no sense of humor. They don't know how to meme. First of all, right? You've seen their attempts at memeing. They're horrible. And and they're just not happy people. It's obvious. Just look at them. And if they can't, they, they can't be bitching or complaining about something, they're, then they're just very somber or they're just absolute whack jobs, right? Like that guy in the prison suit that jumped in front of the motorcade. That was really smart. The National Pulse put this out. What's funny is the polling continues to go good for Trump even after he's indicted. He's been indicted twice. His polling and his fundraising has gone up. They've completely miscalculated on what this was supposed to hurt him. This whole thing was supposed to hurt him as the lead candidate. And and it just hasn't. Uh, DeSantis approaches all-time poll low amid Trump indictment bump. Excuse me. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is polling in the teens again, approaching his all-time low in the Republican primary field, which originally came on May 13, 2023. That was a full month after Trump's first indictment, which suggests the effect of the second case against former president may hamper DeSantis for weeks to come. A morning consult tracker now sees Trump at 59% in the Republican primary, a full 40 points ahead of his nearest competitor, DeSantis, at 19. The rest of the field legs further behind with Mike Pence on 8 Tim Scott on four, and the rest, Haley, Ramamaswani, Christy Hutchinson, and Bergen pulling in 10 points in total between them. So that's not looking really good for, for DeSantis, and it looking, it's looking very good for Trump. And they, they don't know what to do. They're in panic mode. The extreme commie Democrats and the leftist Justice Department of the Biden regime are in complete disarray. This is not what they what they thought would happen. They thought they could take him down with with these, these these crap indictments. But the thing is, people don't trust the U.S. justice system right now, and particularly when it comes to Donald Trump. They have done nothing for six and a half years except go after this man and those close to him, whether it's family members or associates. And come up with nothing. In fact, not it's even worse than them coming up with nothing. They've been proven that they were lying. The fake Steele dossier and the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. All proven to be manufactured by the Hillary Clinton campaign in the DNC. With little bit of help from the FBI. The Ukraine phone call hoax. A beautiful phone call, a perfect phone call. You'll never see a more perfect phone call. Yeah. Again, 
a complete sham. So why would we trust them? They've been caught in one thing after another. And now, oh, now we have this hoax. Now we have the document, uh, you know, process document misdemeanors that are being escalated to espionage charges. They would not do this for any other, any other former or current president or secretary of state, presidential candidate, Hillary Rodham Clinton. But look at these numbers. Trump's numbers are rising and DeSantis' numbers are falling and the rest of the pack is staying where the rest of the pack is, which is typical for a primary field of candidates. And I showed you this poll yesterday. This one came out also after the indictment. Trump at 61%, DeSantis at 23%, and everyone else polling 4% or less. So no matter what they do, Trump wins. And if Trump wins, that means America wins. I was, uh, I'm not a big fan here. I mean, I'm, I'm not, let's move this over here. I'm not a, uh, a supporter of uh, Ramaswamy, but he does bring up some good points and he's going he's gonna to bring up some good uh, things throughout the primary process that I think is important for people to hear because he does have some good ideas and he definitely has a good way at putting them out. But he came out today and sure, he's trying to score some points here and you know maybe he's bucking for a VP slot with President Trump. He says, I challenge every U.S. president candidate to join me in standing for truth. Commit to pardon Donald Trump for these federal charges on day one or explain why you won't. No one should hide. Not Biden, not DeSantis, not Haley, not Pence, not RFK, not Scott, not anyone. Principles over politics. And he, he came right out and said, look, if he, gets, if, if he gets convicted somehow, which is extremely rare likelihood, if he gets convicted, pardon him on day one. Anybody should, even if it's a Democrat. You do not put your political opponents in prison in this country. That happens in third world shitholes. Not here. You know, one thing the judge could do is she could completely dismiss this out of hand. Say, this is not a federal matter. It's a, you're using the, the Presidential Records Act. You use that as your excuse for pursuing this, which means everything that came after that is not a federal crime because the Presidential Records Act is not a criminal statute. It's a civil statute. So she could say, you know what? On that alone, I'm dismissing this with prejudice. All of it. If you want to pursue this in, in a civil manner, in a civil court, then you can go ahead and do that. That's one possibility. She could also... Uh, it, you know, completely eliminate Cohen's testimony. It, it's untrustworthy anyway. She can decide what sorts of evidence are allowed, which sort of, which testimonies are allowed, which are not. And I think that she'll try the f case fairly if it gets to a trial process. That remains to be seen. We'll see if it gets there or not. Another rock star patriot is J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, Congress can do things. I mean, they're limited on what they can do because they don't have the Senate and, and, the, and the House is, is the body of, you know, 
oversight and financial stuff. They hold the purse strings and they do oversight. And, but they do, um, but in the Senate, they have some power where they can, they can stop things from proceeding. And J.D. Vance has come out and he said, has said that he will not allow any appointee for the Department of Justice to go forward, to move forward, period. In, in response, in direct response to what they're hey doing guys, to Trump. Vance here. I'm out on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. And I've heard from a lot of people that they're so frustrated as I am with the fact that Merrick Garland has used the Department of Justice for politics instead of law. And I think it's time we stop just whining about this problem and debating this problem and actually do something about it. So I've announced today that I will be holding all Department of Justice nominees that Merrick Garland will use if confirmed not to enforce the law impartially, which is his duty, but clearly to harass his political opponents. I think that we have to grind this department to a halt until Merrick Garland promises to do his job and stop going after his political opponents. Donald Trump is just one and in the, in the most recent example of the fact that Merrick Garland uses his department for political purposes. We have Catholic fathers harassed for their pro-life activism. We, of course, have violent criminals walking the streets after the 2020 uh, summer of riots. And if you're letting the violent criminals go free and you're harassing Christian parents for their political activism, you're not engaged in justice, you're engaged in politics. Let's be honest about that fact and let's make this department work a little bit more slowly until Merrick Garland changes course and actually does his job the right way. A true rock star. That guy right there is a patriot. He's got the, he, he's one of the, he's got some testicular fortitude that so many of those people in Congress do not. They're wishy-washy. They're always worrying about their, you know, their next, their next donation or their next vote or both. And they forget in that, in that thirst for money and power and control that they represent the people. And the people are fed up. They're sick and tired of this stuff. Uh, Trump's attorney, we're going to check out what she had to say. Oh, speaking of, of attorneys, you know, you have the leftist wing nuts, even, uh, and I can't remember his name, but the, the token Democrat, the dude that's on the five with, with Jesse Waters and Gutfeld and those folks, uh, Jeannie Pereiro. Um, I forget his name, but even he, he says like, why do all these attorneys keep leaving Trump? And of course, the extreme commie Democrats who are number one, either useful idiots, so they're stupid and ignorant, or they're not stupid and ignorant and they're just willfully liars. Well, Trump keeps losing all his attorneys. The reason he shuffled his legal team is because the attorneys he currently had were not licensed to practice law in Southern Florida. <laughs> they weren't licensed to practice. They weren't on the bar. So they're, they're, so they, they had to be replaced for this case, for this particular case. So what? But uh, here, here's one of his uh, attorneys, and uh, she's not representing him on this particular case for that same reason. But she's a legal advisor, and a longtime legal advisor of Trump and his campaign. And this is what she had to say about what's going on. Joe Biden himself retained possession of classified documents 
that have not been prosecuted. And none of them came into possession of those documents while they were president. None of them were president who, as the head and sole member of the executive branch, has the power to summarily declassify documents. The decision to pursue charges against President Trump while turning a blind eye to others is em emblematic of the corruption that we have here. We are at a turning point in our nation's history. The targeting prosecution of a leading political opponent is the type of thing you see in dictatorships like Cuba and Venezuela. It is commonplace there for rival candidates to be prosecuted, persecuted, and put into jail. What is being done to the President Trump should terrify all citizens of this country. These are not the ideals that our democracy is founded upon. This is not our America. I couldn't agree more. In fact, that, that kind of echoes a lot of what I said in my opening monologue of this show. And, and though she said it, of course, much better. But uh, yes, this is, this is bad. And these people do need to be put away in prison. This is a turning point in the history of this republic. And, um, and I hope that it goes the way that it should. I, I, I have high hopes that it will. But these people, again, they are absolutely ruthless. Okay? Let's not forget, they are after Donald Trump. Their, their sole purpose right now is to stop Trump from being able to run again and to never, ever, ever set foot in the White House because he scares them. They can't control him. And there's a good chance now because of the way they've behaved that he's going to go after them with gloves off from day one when he becomes president again. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if, we, uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. So there you have Joe Biden saying, "Under we need to just make sure that no matter what, he does not become president again. Do everything that we possibly can to make sure he doesn't become president again. This is a person talking about his political opponent, and now he's gone and done it. He's taken his Justice Department and FBI, weaponized them, gone after his primary political opponent who's leading the pack, who very likely would beat him in 2024, and taken him and charged him with 37 BS charges. Yeah. About Karine Jean-Pierre, what's she have to say? Can you say categorically that President Biden was not involved or influenced at all any of the decisions into indicting President Biden? Not at all. He was not involved. This is, the president has been very, very clear. The Department of Justice is independent. He wants to restore the independence of... Uh Oh, yeah. Biden, he never once talked with the Department of Justice about any of this. The president of the United States never once talked to one of his, the highest members of his administration, the attorney general. Never once did he have any conversations about how they should go after Trump or if Trump should be indicted or if he should be charged with anything at all. Nah, never happened. 
Never happened. They're so crazy. They are so infatuated. And I mean, the TDS in these people is, Donald Trump broke these people. He broke them. They cannot even function or think rashly anymore. He screwed them over bigly in ways that I, I never thought. I mean, these are adults, not just adults, but like educated professional adults acting like children. They're already calling for, because they see the writing on the wall, man, Trump could become president again. He's wildly popular. No kidding. Yeah, he could. And if he does, you're in deep shit. So they're already saying, if he is elected again, he should be impeached. They're already saying, we need to impeach him a third time. He's not even, it's not even election yet. And they're saying, but if he gets elected again, we should impeach him a third time. Well, the notion that you could have a trial, um, defendant be convicted, somehow win the election, be sworn in as president or whenever it happens, um, that seems inconsistent with our, our, our notion of, of, of fairness, of, of the rule of law. Uh, at, at that point, I would hope that an impeachment proceeding um, might be considered, <laughs> um, not only considered, brought, and ultimately he would be removed um, from all. So there we go. Impeachment number three is already in the works. They're already talking about it and planning it. <laughs> God, these are not serious people. But what are you going to do? Just let them go about their way and make fools of themselves. In the end, I think we're going to get the last laugh, and I think we should. I've, uh, I've changed my, you know, my opinion a lot, a lot on these people. You know, I, like I said, I, I, at first I thought they should, you know, you know let's just, uh, I don't want to put anybody in jail, man. Just, just play the game and destroy their careers. But now, no. Again, they need to be in jail. Because let's not forget, not only have they been after him for seven years, not only will they continue to go after him, they've already said impeachment number three coming up if he does get back in office. But they're assuming they're going to take the House again, which they're not. It's, 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 the local elections are important, people. They're huge, huge, huge. To get your representatives back there, we've got Joe Kent here running in Washington State in the 3rd District. A Awesome. America first patriot, a 20-year veteran, special forces, Green Beret, field operations for the CIA. The guy knows what he's talking about. He's been there. He knows what's going on. He knows where the corruption is, and he's dead set on fixing it. He needs to be back in Congress, and I'm going to work. I'm going to do everything I can here in Washington State, where I'm from, to help him get elected. He's been on this show. I hope to have him on again. I, I, I work with his events when I can. I, I promote him whenever I can. Speaking of which, he's having an event for everybody in Washington, July 1st at an estate in Lake Taps. Uh, there's several different packages of donations. Matt Gates is coming in. Matt Gates will be there for the weekend, and he's going to be hanging out. It's on July 1st on Lake Taps in Washington State. And if you want information on it, go to joekentforcongress.com slash gates. All right, and you'll find all the information right there. You can also message me. I'll get you all the information straight up. But I come across things, as we all do, on the internet or social media, 
And this this really got me. This is and this is a, it's referring primarily to COVID, but apply this to pretty much anything. Because all those conspiracy theorists have been proven <laughs> pretty much right a lot lately. We weren't crazy. We weren't making things up. We weren't selfish. We weren't killing people. We weren't hurting others. We weren't lying. We weren't just being stupid. We weren't ignoring actual science. We were vilified. We were fired from our jobs. We were excluded from society. We were discriminated against. We were mocked. We were blamed. We were thinking critically. We were right. And we were right on a lot of things. And we still are. Because we're not useful idiots. We do critically think. We do come up with our own conclusions. We do research things. We don't just live our lives off of headlines, titles, and sound bites like the extreme commie Democrats and their useful idiots do. All right, last couple of things here. Got to touch on the whole uh, trans movement here uh, because it's it's... It's the majority of Americans do not agree with the insanity that's going on with the trans movement, the way they're, they've hijacked the lesbian, gay, bi movement and turned it into a uh, ideological battle of sexuality with children and with women. I mean, think about it. The trans community is basically attacking and grooming children and women. The two you know, historically weakest members of our society. So they're basically bullies. Nearly 70% of U.S. adults say that trans athletes should only be allowed to compete on sports teams that correspond with the sex they were assigned at birth, according to a new report from Gallup. And sex they were assigned at birth, that wording, eh. How about just the sex they were at birth? And what the hell is up with the other 30% of the people? To think it's okay for men to beat up on women in sports. But fortunately, 70%, and that's a pretty large majority nowadays when elections are being won by a percent or less in many cases. 70% think that men should not be allowed to compete against women. This happened over in the UK. I love this video. Check it out. You're taking the wrong fucking flag down, mate. I think I don't know that. At least you know that. Countries have died from people saying, I'm just doing my job. Atrocities against mankind have been committed by people who were just doing their job. I understand that people need to make an income and a living, but we're at a crossroads that I think is even more important. The future of this country for future generations and of the world, that's over in the UK, same, same BS going on there. 
is more important than any short-term gain. I've given up a fair amount to do what I'm doing here. I've been outspoken in a, in a city and as a musician in a liberal city of Seattle. It's cost me. But that's okay. Because some things are bigger than myself. And I'm, I'm really, you know, one of the main reasons I, I'm doing what I'm doing here is because I can be a part of something that's bigger than myself. My whole life I've run businesses. I've, I've been in jobs uh, as an independent contractor, commercial fisherman, for example, uh, merchant mariner. I've been in positions where it was, it was pretty much uh, very high drive, very ego-driven, very type A um, type of personalities. And owning businesses, building companies, same thing. This, the mo- what motivates me to do what I'm doing now and the reason I want to hopefully become successful at what I'm doing now is because I can be a part of something that's bigger than myself. And that's promoting freedom, America first ideals, conservatism, helping contribute to the future of this country and future generations. That's why I'm doing this. I'm certainly not doing it for money at this point. You haven't seen any commercials on this show yet, right? It's to the size where I could probably get some sponsors. But uh, right now, I just want to keep going. Hey, if you don't think they're after the kids, this was put out by Biden. This is going to be what I'm going to close the show with, and then I'll have my parting comments. They are after the kids. And you could just tell by that they're subtly trying to get people used to different language. And this is not the first time I've brought this up where they talk about they're our kids, the government, telling the American people, they're not your kids, parents. They're, they're ours because they think that the children belong to the state and not the parent. They really, this is Marxist Marxist ideology straight up. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. And our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. It matters a great deal how we treat everyone in this country. LGBTQ Americans, especially children, you're loved, you're heard, and this administration has your back. They're not somebody else's kids. They're our kids. Here's the none better take, man. We have an extreme commie Democrat regime in control of the White House, the Department of Justice, the FBI, probably a large chunk of the intelligence community as well, who think it's okay now because, see, they haven't been stopped. There have been no consequences. It's okay to go after your political opponents. It's okay not only to go after your political opponent, but to go after the people that support them, to go after their, the, the, the Christian churches, to go after the conservative organizations, to go after those that are conservative podcasters with large platforms, to go after people at mainstream media like Tucker Carlson and get them out and then try to silence them 
they're drunk with power. They're drunk with control. I wish that they were just drunk on scotch. <laughs> I mean, they'd do less damage that way. But no, man, these people, trust me, they want a new world order. When they say great, great reset, they mean it. And that's a real thing. There was a book written on it. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not made up. It's not chick little sky is falling. You can put your head in the sand and you can pretend it doesn't exist. You can pretend it isn't real until it smacks you in the ass and your head stays buried forever. Because in the end, you will eat your own. You leftist wingnuts, you useful idiots out there doing the bidding of your master are doing so at the peril of your own children. You don't even realize that the type of power you're giving these people, look at history, become a student of history. It is repeating itself right here in the United States, the last kingdom on earth, the last great empire. And in the end, the path that we're going down will be the destruction of everyone. There will be two classes of people. There will be the elite and there will be everyone else. Guess which one you're in. Pretty sure you're not in the elite class. I'm glad you tuned in today. I enjoy bringing this stuff to you every day. I hope that I hope that some of you enjoy what I bring as well and get a little something out of it. If you've just been listening on the radio or any of the podcast uh, things, the Audible, you got the Audible thing going on, check out the video thing, rumble.com slash the nun report. Rumble is the free speech alternative to YouTube. Lots of great content there. Help amplify platforms like mine. Share this, like it, smash that follow button, share it with other people and get it out there. That's how we support each other. That's how these things move. It means a lot. It's important. It really does help. It really does. If uh, You can catch me on all the socials if you want, at The Nun Report, except I don't do TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. T Twitter is an exception as well. It's at Nun Report, not at The Nun Report. It's just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop, everything in one place. Super easy. And the website's simple. Just it's one page. Just simple options. I tried to keep it not complex. You're not going to get bombarded with a mailing list or with product or anything else like that at this time. Maybe in the future. Who knows? Things can change. I do have to actually be able to buy my coffee. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.